is up, everybody? Ooh, where are my pants? <laughs> Tony, Tony, Tony. <laughs> As we celebrate the 25th anniversary oh of my the God. Sleepover. It's such a big anniversary that I flew home for it. Yes, you did. I'm back in Winnipeg. Uh, I can't believe it's been 25 episodes. <laughs> Since way, way back in July. Yeah, in June. July. June. June. That's right. June, right before free agency when we were like, oh. well, the Jets will have uh, Lad and Buff taken care of by now for sure. Yeah, right. Right? Of course. <laughs> yeah. I'm uh, at Negamix.com. My name is at Sleep. And uh, yeah, Mezzanine Sleepover. And I am now the most hated man on, well, the most hated Jets fan on Twitter. You sure are. That's my new hashtag brand. You are. That's marketing. Hashtag marketing. Well... One of the first things that I did when I got back to Winnipeg was uh, hurt the feelings of uh, all the Ezzy presenters. So, Well, you know, uh, as I said, it's uh, a guy hosting a pretend ceremony to give away fake awards to his friends. <laughs> Twitter it's like, awards. How, it's all so many guys. It's like, four-time winner. <laughs> it's like, what? I don't, I don't understand. I was thinking we, we should have done the Mezzies. It would have been fantastic <laughs> if we could have just made fun of them. And I thought it's just not really worth it. Well, we don't want to be mean. We're good guys, right? We are really good guys. Uh, it's, uh, well, let me think about this. This will, this show will drop on January 4th. Yeah. 2016. I know. Craziness. The future. It's even beyond the future now. It's the distant future. And yes, and for the first time in, uh, in a number of months, we are here in, in this, uh, studio together. We are, um, we are in the heart of downtown Winnipeg, uh, in my office, actually, in a boardroom. Because uh, we had nowhere to do it. Our downtown Winnipeg studios. Yes. <laughs> for the show. And, and it is, this is episode 25. Yes. Which is the anniversary show. I'm fully expecting a security guard to walk in and wonder what we're doing. Um, we're the only ones in the building. And, um, I, I don't, maybe, maybe they didn't see us on the security cameras. Who knows? But we did, we didn't look like, uh, we looked, uh, probably a little unsavory carrying fucking backpacks and slurpees and. <laughs> Coming in here covertly to record a podcast, but you know, I got I got a plan. Oh yeah? Oh, no, I don't. You're just gonna flash into your just, card. Yeah, flash my card and tell them we're doing a podcast. I'm what in that office doing? right over there. I was I was you have a nice office. Thank you. It's a good good job. Well, I'm a high roller. What can I say? I'm a fat cat bureaucrat. What can I say? So uh we have a special treat for all y'all today. We did some extensive work on yes. this show. Yep. Because usually we're just lazy, just go with the flow. Find shit on the internet on the fly. Come on. Oh, God, yeah. But on this show, we had to extensively research. Yeah. Probably our favorite thing to listen to, our own show. Well, you know, there's nothing better than hearing yourself talk. Really. You know, when you're saying funny things. Though, you know, there's a, there's a lot of stuff in the in those 25 episodes where I'm like, ooh. <laughs> yeah. But not as bad as when I, when I listened to things when I was younger because that was worse. So at least it's 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 not too bad. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna just we're gonna take a walk down memory lane. Yeah, we got a couple slurpees here, and uh, uh, honestly, what a fucking what egomaniacs <laughs> we are! Where we're just like, let's do a clip show of our own show well, that, that we've been doing point. for six months. Yep, of course. <laughs> I then call it the twenty fifth anniversary, like it's some big deal. Well, it is. <laughs> it is to me. So uh, yeah, it's uh, so I'm, I've got. So what's happened here is that I think we've each got some stories. Yes. Which may be accompanied by some, some clips. Yeah, pretty much. That's pretty much it. So we'll, we'll go back and forth and we're going to tell some stories about, uh, what we've talked about on this prestigious podcast. Here's the thing. For me, I know that there's not a lot of listeners, so you never know. 
when someone will be listening for the first time. You just never know. You get a little, uh, a little, a little taste of what goes on in the sleepover. It'll be like going back to the old episodes of The Simpsons where Homer kind of sounds different. Yes, exactly. Different boy. They'll, yep. they'll go back to the old ones and be like, geez, like, what's going you'll, on? They'll see how the sound has evolved. What I have, what I did notice is the difference from the first couple shows. We kind of got the feeling out process and we're, you know, we're, we're, you know, we, we, we used to do, you know, we'd have like three segments. So we'd start with like banter and they'd be like, all right, now it's time to uh, do our review. And we'd do like a half an hour review or longer or longer. And then we'd go on to like our musical portion where we'd each like pick like five songs. But then we just, what happened at first is that we didn't, we were kind of conforming to the rules from when you were, when you had your old podcast beyond the yeah. handle, which was to get like clearance for music and so on and so forth. And it was like, it wasn't working because we just wanted to play music <laughs> and, and, you know, prepare and do funny stuff. So eventually what happened is the shows started to get longer. So you'd have like one show just dedicated to one topic with a bit of banter at the front, but you know, a good 45 minutes to an hour dedicated to just the review of the whatever we were watching or, you know, lists of music. So we got to this epic point though, where we, we had this, we had this great idea where you were taking a trip to Minneapolis. So we started recording like one show and yeah. it went so long. We were like, why don't we cut it into two? Well, there you go. We got two hours of material. Let's just put out two one hour shows. Yes. Then we only have to record once every two weeks. That's right. Genius. It was genius. And that's where the, the concept of the TV tapings. Yes. Which we are doing tonight. Um, this one is for the fourth and our next one will be for the, uh, for the 11th and the next one will be for the 18th and, well, we're banging them out here tonight. That's right. For all of you fans. <laughs> exactly. So who who uh, who should go first with our first story? Do you want me to go? Go ahead. Because I, I want to go back to the very beginning. Okay, good. Episode one mm-hmm. of the Mezzanine Sleepover. Nice. So in episode one, we did a review of Best Laid Plans, which ah, is an episode yes. of Degrassi. Yes. Where Wheels and Stephanie... Are going to do it. Yes. And. That's the plan. Anyway. Yeah. So I just. I just recall. A couple of really interesting observations that you had. Let's just think about it for a second here. Hmm. Hmm. So there's a conversation that takes place in the uh, in the library with 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 Stephanie and the, and twins. the twins. Yeah. And they're like, okay, you know, like you've blown these dates before with him, so you I know. think they had a date previously, right? They, in a previous got, episode, there was a there was a school dance, yeah, and they were supposed to go to the dance, and Stephanie showed up drunk, and so she got, she got booted out, yeah, and that's okay. how she ruined the first date okay. with Wheels. So this is the, her second chance. So now she doesn't want to fuck it up, right? Yeah. So she <laughs> she and the girls are talking about, well, you know. She's talking about she's going to wear something something so hot that it's going to melt his eyeballs, which I can't even fucking imagine because she's sitting there in like a bra and panties, basically. Basically, she was. Yeah. So, anyways, then the the twins ask her like, "Well, what if he tries something?" And so she's like, "Well, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens." So in the background, there's uh, there's Shane. In sweatpants. In sweatpants, <laughs> and and then you know what? All I wrote was the Asian kid. Because it wasn't Yik. It was an Asian kid that was in the grade with them that never yeah. got a storyline. He just kind of. Oh, he was a secondary, out. a real, like a, like a, like a third level character. So they overhear this and excitedly run out of the library and go into and find Joey and Wheels in the washroom. Yes. They barge into the washroom and immediately the first thing out of Shane's mouth, 
Wheels, you're going to make it. <laughs> I made a note about this and I thought, who the hell ever said make it? And you know, back then, I mean, we were a little bit younger, so we weren't teenagers at the time. But I don't remember anybody who ever said make it. I mean, people said like, well, you're going to do it. Yeah. That makes sense to me. Make it just sounded like something that would be said like in my, in like my mom when she was younger would have said. And it's funny because Jan Moore, the writer, is, yeah. is like a baby boomer, like born in whatever, 1953. He wrote all this dialogue and it's just, it just, it's just dripping with innuendo <laughs> and things like talking about necking. And who, who says necking? I remember my parents used to say it and I didn't even know what the fuck it meant. Yeah. Well, I was watching it and I'm like, is this an episode of Happy Days? <laughs> necking? What? <laughs> and so, you know, I, I found it hilarious when they were talking about, you're going to make it. You're going to make it with her. I thought, nobody's talking like this. This, this whole, this whole scene. First of all, they say you're going to make it. <laughs> then the little Asian kid is like, yeah. She said she can handle it. <laughs> and he gives like the little like, th- like the, the, okay. Th- the okay sign. <laughs> and then when Wheels is basically like, you know, the bravado like, well, you know, she'll get it if she wants it or whatever. Immediately, these two kids like in sync, like they practice it for years are like, all the way with Stephanie K. Oh yeah, they, yeah. they had the catchphrase all ready to go. It's funny because right before that, um, they, uh, I believe, he said, did he say that it was, he called her Stephanie HK? The H is for hot. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta say though, you know, what we did was they, they, they went back at, when, when they were, when the, when the guys were all in the bathroom, right at the end of the scene, uh, the big reveal after they all leave the bathroom saying all the way with Stephanie K is that Arthur comes out of the stall and he's heard everything. But my favorite part about that is that the dude was taking a shit. <laughs> Because he's in the stall with the door closed and there's a flush. It's not like he's hiding. Yeah. He flushes the toilet after everybody's gone. He comes out. He just was finished taking a monster dump, listening to these older guys, you know, basically talking um, about railing his sister. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That was just brilliant. And I, it was probably, it was, it was not done on purpose, but it came off so well. Yep. That it just made that scene for me. And I, I just, I loved it. <laughs> nice. Oh, back in present times. Boy, we are so funny. You know? <laughs> I did, I did like, I still think that the, uh, the, him taking a dump is amazing. I, that's my favorite thing. I mean, I played four minutes, but mm-hmm. it was all about that last 30 seconds. And now I'll never forget it, Arthur. <laughs> just taking a shit. All sitting there and the, the, the flush too. You know, they could have just not had him flush and he could have been hiding and listening. Yeah, but how, but then what? Would he have snuck in before? Like, how do you, what do you, maybe he likes to take a piss while he's in the stall? I don't know. Maybe Maybe it was lunchtime and he just ate in the stall because he had no friends. Yeah, maybe he got bullied and got his, you know, head shoved in the toilet or something. Who knows? Anyway, well, he's taking a massive shot, so. (laughs) Well done. Good find. That's episode one. Right out of the the gate. Degrassi brings out the best in us. So, uh, you, 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 you got a story? Yeah, I do have a story. I, one of my favorite moments was early on, and I think where things where we started to kind of explore a little more is when we brought in Ali O'Gratton oh, to come yes. on the show. In episode four, our friend uh, our friend Ali Alistair came came into, into the old studio. In so, so far, the one and only guest on this show. The only guest. We're on like the show we're gonna ever. have guests. Yeah, we have one. Nope. <laughs> so we brought the guy, and we hadn't seen him in years, and he comes in, and um, there was a lot of clips. In the end, I went with the one that I liked the most, and uh, this is where we talk about um, uh, we're going to start talking about reviewing Don Cherry's Rock'em Sock'em Hockey Volume Two. So, uh, all right, hmm, let's take a listen. Let's think about it. 
Oh, shoot. Try it again. Oh, Stop it and rewind it. Stop it and rewind it. Okay. And try it again. Yes. What? <laughs> ah, there it is. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna push it forward with uh, the review portion of our. Um... <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, we're reviewing something. Yeah, we're right. reviewing something. So this was my choice this week, and uh, it was hard I, to review. Yeah, it was. This was a bit of a hard review. So we may, we may just, you know, like like Hollywood Domo snapping the fingers. We may just go right through this thing. <laughs> I got some notes. Um, we, notes. Uh, we, we were tasked to watch. Don Cherry's Rock'em Sock'em, Volume 2. Now, this is a, uh, 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 well, it's Don Cherry's second compilation tape that he that he did back in 1990. 1990. I had this uh, on VHS. Uh, I, I, got it, it I got it for Christmas that year, 1990. I did, I did These things all came out at Christmas, man. Every year. Just like clockwork, and they were awesome. I used to uh, watch this. My cousin and I would play street hockey in the back lane at his place. And we, were, we, had, we, had, we actually had pads. Uh, and so we would go inside and switch who was wearing the pads. And we put this on. You lay down on the on the carpet, with your legs in the pads on your stomach, while the other guy laced them up. Mm-hmm. And we just watched these videos. This, Rock'em Sock'em One, and Hockey the Lighter Side. And we watched that for <laughs> for you know good you know you know couple of years while we were doing that. So this was a nice trip down memory lane for me. And uh, yeah, so it, it reminds the Rock'em Sock'em smacks of Billy Madison. Where you you have so many awesome memories of it, and then you watch it today, and you go, "This is the worst fucking movie I've ever seen <laughs> yeah. in my life." Yeah, this was, is absolutely terrible. This is not funny. Inside your head, it's hilarious, and it's not funny. Back in the day, you're like, "Oh, look at Stefan Richer's score, and yeah, oh, look like, at Andy Mogan, look at little <laughs> Alan Bester making his moves." Guess who's in that again? Getting shelled. Little Alan Buster, what an idiot! Because he's not a Bruin, he's a fucking moron. That was. Oh gosh! Hang on. <laughs> down, Jesus. So Christ. many memories. Well, the problem is, is that I didn't, I didn't catch that it was playing to the next track. Uh huh. Because I'm an idiot. Well, it went. My 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 iPad went blank. So I fucked that one up. So many memories. So many memories. It was you know, well. Anyway, that one I liked because of the Don Cherry impression. Uh, it's funny that we kind of, haha, kind of agree with him on Billy Madison. I don't agree with him on that. I think Billy Madison still holds up. But I didn't really want to challenge him on that point while we were rolling through a podcast. Billy Madison, to me, actually, like, holds up more than Happy Gilmore. It does. It's funnier. Happy Gilmore has some stuff still that's funny today, but some, a lot that's like, huh? It's not as funny. Billy Madison's a funny-ass movie. It's a good movie. So, yeah, Ali O'Gratton, the one and only time that we had a, uh, uh, someone else in studio came in and we talked uh, our wrestling, which we've done at least three or four times, which everybody I know loves. And then uh, we did the Rock'em Sock review and then talked music. It was pretty good. It was a good show. Yeah. Good night catching up with Old Alley. That was back when we were doing, again, hour and 45-minute podcast. Oh, God, yes. We're like going to keep it tight this week. <laughs> <laughs> our, our shortest yet, an hour and 20 minutes. So I'm actually going to go back uh, a little bit further. We're going to take, take a small step back to episode two. Ooh, okay. We talked about... Uh, we talked about bad songs by good artists. Nice. And uh, we had one that was like, we we both were totally in agreement on. What could it be? <laughs> this one might be a crossover. Okay. I'm not 100% sure. Well, yeah. Well, I'm already thinking I kind of know what it is. But this might be a crossover. Okay. It's Michael Jackson. Yep. <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking about. I have lots of thoughts. <laughs> All right. Lots of thoughts. The song is called BS. Yep. 
<laughs> All right. So this is from. This is, by the way, this is crossover. This is on my list. <laughs> I had seven songs, and I was gonna have to pare it down. Yeah. I, I don't. I don't have to as much because this is on my list. All right. This was the first song on my list. <laughs> so Michael Jackson, of course, like fucking Thriller, bad. He's a legend. Off the wall, everything, you know, like, he didn't write everything, but whatever, you know, whatever he performed was, like, golden, right? Pure gold. Including Dangerous, I think. Oh, I love Dangerous. Dangerous is a really good album. All right. So then he takes... Okay, pretty good album. (laughs) He takes four years off because he's on trial and whatever. Yep. And uh, so he releases his greatest hits album. It's called History. In 1995. And it's not just called History. It's called called History, Past, Present, and Future, Book One. And <laughs> so just like if he wasn't being if his ego wasn't big enough, he goes with a title like that. It's so, the most on. expensive album cover at the time. It was the most expensive album cover. And it was because it's a statue. It's a statue of Michael Jackson in it that he a, had made a real statue, a photo of a real statue that actually existed. Yeah. And it still exists. <sighs> yeah. Terrible. So, so but the first album's the greatest hits album. But then he tacks on a second album, and it's 15 tracks of new Michael Jackson material. So, <laughs> DS, in the song, I've actually gone to songlyrics.com. I've heard both Don Standen and Don Sheldon. Yeah, or Dom Sheldon. Or Dom Sheldon. Whoever it is, let's just say, what did you have on yours? What would well, you say I said that, they, that he says Dom Sheldon, but eventually mm-hmm. he's just... He spends the whole time saying Tom Snedden's name out the side of his mouth. Yes, okay. Because he's, it's clearly a, 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 uh, it's intended to be a scathing indictment of, uh, Santa Barbara County District Attorney Tom Snedden, who he hates. The man who's prosecuting him in the molestation case. Because he dared to cross the King of Pop. <laughs> and I, I have to say, uh, Tom Snedden, if, if I was Tom Snedden, and I know he, he's passed away, but he probably considered this, Song a high compliment. He might have. The, you know, like, the molester hates me? No, that's too bad. I, I, I marveled at the audacity of Michael Jackson to put this song out. It goes without saying. The fact that he ended it at the end with a fucking gunshot <laughs> is, it just, it's such a shameful song. I almost, this almost was on my, uh, I almost had memories of this. Can you believe it? It could have been. <laughs> Could have been double crossover. Oh, it could have been two times. It was close. I actually I I recorded this for use. Like I I recorded the 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 clip, but I was like, I was I was in a time crunch, so I didn't want to edit it like you did. You did a good job editing it, editing out all the. We didn't need to hear the track. It's terrible. That whole album's terrible, and that song is terrible. We we may in the next few weeks do an album review, like our first. But and you know what? Down the road. If it goes well, maybe this will be on our list oh, of albums God. to review. That that that's an album where there's like one good groove and it's just ruined by the lyrics and everything, so it's pretty bad. Um, so yeah, that yeah. was episode two. I'm gonna sprinkle in a couple of intros here because what we've been kind of been uh, priding ourselves in is uh, the the introductions in our in our songs. In take our, in our take everyone behind the scenes. Uh, this is a special episode, so I think we got to peel back the the, the curtain here yeah, for, yeah. for the well, audience. We we opened our first show with a, a drunk mum's tune, and uh, and the the plan was to kind of do the, you know, kind of any music that we were allowed to play that we could get uh, artist clearance. We'd play a song at the start, and that was it. And uh, by this by the end of the first episode, we were we were kind of done with that because we started playing music off YouTube. And then by the third episode, we were just uh, pre like prepackaging all our media and using it, so we didn't have to search for songs live during the show. Um, 
but so the second episode, I, if I recall correctly, um, you you did an intro. I did. It was and it, I believe that it was and I'm, I'm not I don't have it. It was a wrestling. Uh, yeah, it was, it was like a, pro, a promo from promo. Survivor Series. Yeah, and it went into uh, operator by yeah. whatever Midnight the Star. Was, Midnight Star. And uh, and so it was like, oh wow! And I just went great. We're doing this now, and so we've had some some classics. Let's just be honest for a second here. The podcast from intro to topics to everything we discuss, the number one audience is us. Oh, absolutely. So the clips. So inside. <laughs> you wouldn't even know. Played some fucking Big Brother 2 clip. Oh, I played, <laughs> I like... played like some of our own wrestling stuff and we played some, 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 uh, some deep stuff that we found. That, and, that um, we would know and maybe some of our closest friends. If you, the audience, don't know, I mean, I'd apologize, but you know, whatever. Yeah, exactly. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna play one right now and then I'll play another one coming up. And All we'll right. Just, we'll just keep going it. So, um, I'm, one of my, and, and I, did, uh, we swap off. So, yep. um, though for the last six, the last three weeks and now the next three weeks, it's me. But um, we usually switch during our, our tapings. So um, we have a good, uh, you know, mix of, of that. I've chosen four, two of yours, and two of them are mine. And I'm just going to play our intro from uh, episode 12. So uh, in, enjoy. Nice. What are you going as for Halloween? You're going to Halloween. I should go as a goblin. Sure. It's not that we don't believe you, honey. Well, it was real, I swear. What are you going as, Gert? I'm going as a cowgirl. So, what else is new? Maybe it was an iguana. It was no iguana. Maybe a... a you know how they say there are uh, alligators in the sewers? Alligators in the sewers. All we're trying to say is, maybe you just probably imagined I it. I couldn't have imagined it. Maybe it was a pervert or deformed kid or something. A deformed kid. Maybe uh, an elf or a leprechaun. There's nothing like that, penis breath! Elliot! <laughs> Sit down! Penis breath! Penis breath! Ah, uh, I listened to yeah. that intro so many times. Yeah, that was just out of nowhere. Uh, I believe that the um, the the pot. What was the the theme of that podcast? Was uh, '80s mixtape? Yes, it was. It was our first one, and I was I just I remembered that scene, and we talked about it during that podcast, and uh, and it was like I I just had it. What we usually do is you put the clip and then you put the music, and then I was just like, wait a minute. This is, you know, this this kind of works. So so we put that in, and then I had the hardest time doing the penis breath part, like the really drawn out one, because I was trying to make it go penis. But then it just sounded weird in Audacity, so then I just made it kind of go spacey, and that and it fit because it was a spacey kind of song. And of course, Attack of the Name Game has an alien rapping in it, so it's perfect. Penis. I keep hitting the table. I hope it's not uh, jostling and ruining ruining everything. I didn't, and I didn't put. Um, you know, we we were that wasn't a a, a memory. There was no, there was no memory music. Yeah, but we're just we're we're going back and thinking about everything from the, the prestigious Mezzanine yes. yeah. sleepover. Yeah, so this again, was my, this yeah. is the twenty fifth anniversary. Yes, yeah, so this was this was uh, pre pre uh, pre done. It wasn't just me uh, dreaming about it. So there you go. Uh, I'm going to keep it old school. This nice. is uh, I'm just thinking about a conversation we had uh, during episode five, 
there was an incident that took place in the city. A guy got got himself into a little bit of little bit of trouble. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> and uh, there were some thoughts. What could they be? Hmm. Something really funny that uh, <laughs> I think a funny story that that took place over the last week. Mm-hmm. So, what was it? Some dude from out of town? What New Zealand? Yeah, somewhere, something like that. Somewhere. Somewhere down under. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> is driving a rental car over the Moray Bridge. Yep. Eating sunflower seeds mm-hmm. and throwing the shells out of the car, out of the sunroof. Out the sunroof. Yep. And there's a cop that pulls him over and gives him a ticket for like 250 bucks. Yep. And and apparently while the guy's like talking to the cop, he's still spitting sunflower seeds out his mouth. Yep. Right. So of course. This sparks the Twitter debate, right? Of course it does. And and of course, <laughs> this dirty city <laughs> is just like, come on, let let the guy throw his garbage out it's on true. the street. Yeah, let, they 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 love garbage. So let's let's be real here. Like, you know, personally, like you and me, sunflower seeds. Who gives a shit? Like, really? No, I agree, one hundred percent. You know, especially because it's like a natural product. It's you know, it's fired to break gradable. <laughs> exactly. It's gonna it's gonna blow into the river, a bird's gonna pick it up. Who the fuck knows, right? Yep. It's not like you're throwing a Slurpee cup out or no. a garbage bag. Nope. You know, or anything like that. But uh it's but okay, but it's still littering. And you're doing it in front of a cop. Yep. And then you don't stop when the cop comes and talks to you. Yep. And it's like it's the cops right to give a ticket. Like, and who knows exactly what happened, because like these sob stories that people tend to do when they go to the media, and for the most part, you know those ones, and I, I've, I've thought about this before, and, and and always been interested in the, you know, the sad face photo, yep. where they look like a dopey fucking Muppet, and they're like telling their sad story about how, like, you know, oh, I, I got I got a ticket for this, or or the car I bought, it, 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 wasn't, it wasn't what I thought I was getting from the used car dealership, or any of those kind of stories. <laughs> For me, there's always, like, an element to it of, like, what aren't we being told? So I don't know the whole story. But we don't know everything, but I love the response I, of, it's disgusting that the police did that, it's shameful, and so when I saw that, I just started to kind of be like, oh, yeah, it's so shameful. Why This guy should be allowed to throw his garbage wherever he wants. Look at this city. <laughs> People, uh, you know, they, they, they piss on the side of the arena instead of using the washrooms at the MTS Center. But they... you can't, you can't wait to use the can. So you, you, nope. you slip outside one of the exits. Oh yeah. And you piss all over the side I... in, in broad daylight. Yep. People live building houses across from the dump on purpose. <laughs> And like things like that. So I, I that to me was always funny is that of course Winnipeg wouldn't mind a guy littering. They you know, um they they it's a dirty city. <laughs> it is, it's just a dirty city. I'm glad that we finally admit that. Because I would tell that to anybody. Is Winnipeg a clean city? Yeah, not really. That we're, is a nice clip. I expected that one. We're pretty mean to Winnipeg. We're we such really meanies. Are. Oh, I know. This, we're such Winnipeg haters. Such oh well, you know. That we're, we're, we're the haters. And I'm in Toronto now, so I'm a Leafs fan now. Apparently, you went to Toronto and immediately became a Leafs fan. Just that's, because that's where you live. Well, that's, the, that's like the funny insult. Like, oh, you got me. My favorite is the person who's a Jets fan who doesn't live in Winnipeg either, calling you a Leafs fan. Yeah. Because well. you left Winnipeg. I don't, I, I don't understand. I, but I, yes, I, is Winnipeg a dirty city? Absolutely. It can't help but be. You have you have uh, winter this this much winter this much snowfall this much salt on the roads in the winter, and you know it takes all summer 
to get rid of all that garbage. I mean, all you gotta do is look at that ridiculous snow pile that's there to like, you know, August long weekend when it finally melts. What's even disgusting? What's even better is that during the winter, so many people just like I think they literally bury their garbage. Oh, like, absolutely. And then when the snow melts, this emergence of like Tim Hortons cups and fucking <laughs> Slurpee cups and wrappers. Oh yeah, condoms <laughs> just, just coming out of the melted snow all over the streets. <laughs> Well, and you know, it's it's not nobody is there is nobody out there who's saying that Winnipeg is 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 like one of the one of those clean cities. You can't just like go drive go to go go drive down Marion and smell the city. <laughs> I was downtown last week and I got out of the car and it smelled like a rendering plant. Yeah, oh, yeah. And I wrote about it because I'm like I I mean I'm not like I, I when I'm down near Marion. Mm-hmm. I can smell it there, but not really downtown. I'm like, is, what's the smell? And then so it's, many people were like, you've been gone for a while, dude. Yeah, your your nose has become accustomed to other things, <laughs> to other stenches. <laughs> but like here, it's, it's like Rothesay. Like I used to work at Domo right right across a field from that place. It was like stank all the time. I remember when we were looking uh, for a house, our our real estate agent, uh, and this was way back when we, when we were first buying a house, and the real estate agent wanted us to look at them like, some street in Windsor Park, and I was like, "No way." Like, there's no. I don't want to be there. Like it's bad enough that it gets into Saint Vitale like maybe ten or eleven times a year. I can't handle that. Like you know, 150 days a year. Oh no, fucking nasty. So you know, we we speak the truth, but the problem with us is that we don't speak it very nicely. So I think you know because all the all the all the all those hurt feelings that that we do. It's like I hurt feelings. I get called a troll on Twitter. I, I rarely like go to somebody and say, fuck you or something. Like I, I rarely go, you're fucking stupid. It's very fucking rare. I'm usually like, I put a statement and then people are like, you're a troll. I'm like, well, I'm not really trolling. Well, you know what? Who am I trolling? Like, like a giant group of people who outnumber me by the thousands? Well, no, but it's also that people have to find it. Like I'll tweet something and yep. then someone who isn't following me will say something. It's like, okay, so you searched and you found it. Yep. And then you commented? Oh, yeah. Don't look. <laughs> exactly. Don't look. Yeah, or just, like, ignore it. But, you know, got to gotta police the Jets. Got to have those Jets cops out there scouring. You know what they're like? <laughs> they're like they're like the conservative party. Yes. They have their members that have to scour the internet. Mm-hmm. And any, like, any unfavorable mentions of their team, got to police it. Yep. Oh, keep, then keep you're wrong. Mind. You're wrong. Even though, yeah, I would like to say, I'd like to think that for the most part... I tend to get a little bombastic. I'll admit that. You know, I take things just, I take things too far with the analysis, but really there's always a shred of truth. There's a huge shred of truth. Always a shred of truth. I had one guy who was calling me a troll and I was like, why are you following me? Like, just stop. Just stop following me then. Like, the, the, the block button is right there. I don't care. Can't get enough. Can't get enough. So yeah, that's, uh, and I, that's true for a few, a few people. Out, out, out in, out in Jets Twitter. It gets, it gets fun. Um, Jets so yeah. are, Jets are winning one nothing right now. Oh, they are. Yeah. Well, good for them. Who scored a goal? Uh oh. Uh oh. Drew Stafford. Well, huh? best player ever. He, he is. I'm sure now, I'm sure if I go to Twitter, people will be like, see? Well, he, see? he showed you. So anyways, uh, you got a couple of intros now to, uh, I'm gonna do a couple here. Actually, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna do a couple in the next segment. I'm gonna I, I'm gonna stick with episode five because right. in episode five I do recall um, talking about musical finds that we were proud of. Oh yes, and uh, there was a significant one for us. So 
let me let me just think about this uh, right now. Let me think. Mm. This is the greatest find of all time in my life. Um, and uh, yeah, I'll cue you in. So what was it? 2000, you and I, yep. we go to the University of Manitoba multipurpose room for a rap show. <laughs> Tone Loke, Rob Basin, DJ Z-Rock, and Young MC. Yep. That's correct? 2000? Uh, now, uh, yep. Now, I got to say... There is no record of this show ever taking place. Really? I can't find anything that was like that would corroborate that we saw this concert. It was a real show. Young MC wore a Detroit Red Wings jersey. Yes. When he when he rapped and, and he's... he when he came up to rap, he didn't have a DJ. No. They just played the background music for his songs and, and he, he had a mic and he rapped. That was it. So it was like it was almost like Young MC doing karaoke. It was Young MC doing karaoke just of himself. And Tone Loke was was a, was was awesome because he was all getting people to chant fuck Calgary. It was great. So and and Tone Loke and Rob Bass and DJ Easy Rock. Well, DJ Easy Rock obviously is a DJ. Yeah, but they both had like full DJs. Yeah, them, they, it was it which was, made it awesome. It was a it was a pretty good concert. Young, but young I, MC, I was I, sorry, but no, go young ahead. MC, I, I, of the three acts, Young MC, I was the biggest fan of. The other yeah. two, I knew like the singles, but Young MC. Yeah. You know, Stone Cold Ryman and then Brainstorm, which we're going to have to review at some point. Yes, we will. You know, I know those albums pretty much cover to cover. So yep. that was what I was looking to forward to the most. And it was so disappointing. Yeah, it wasn't very good. So what happens is, is that we see this concert that nobody, I can't find it anywhere. And I'll tell you, today I found a demo of a band that I played, that I used to play shows with at Aussies in like <laughs> yep. 1993. And it was just some high school band and one you know just out of the blue some guy was like here's my old band here's a couple songs like i can find shit like that but i can't find one little line on a website that says young mc and tone loke and broad bass and DJZ rock played this concert on this date at this place so uh, a while ago i i posited like did we did we dream this up but we didn't it was true young mc at this concert though sang a song and it stuck it was with the us. first song yeah, it he, was the first song that he came out and he did and it was called Lingerie, so get just play it. Yeah. I love like the ladies in the lingerie. Lingerie. <laughs> just give it a little bit give more. Give it a little time, bit more. You gotta time. hear what he busts in. Yeah. Now when the darkness I see your silhouette shine. Anticipation looking so fine. Wait up all the time. Alright, when we get to the yeah. chorus, I'll get yeah. it back up. So so we hear this song and it's ridiculous and of course we see this concert and then for like a year later for the next year we're talking about lingerie and we don't know the words because we can't remember we summoned a concert and we're like we're like making up our own words and doing all this stuff I really want to love you lingerie and then I'm going to kill you lingerie <laughs> and we're like talking about lingerie but yet we couldn't find the track now keep in mind I can go online oh, I know on here. yeah here you go when I'm done with you and you so young MC is talking about how much he loves uh, ladies' panties and bras, but you know, back in 2000, you know, in that in that time, it wasn't easy to find music um, online. Um, well, Napster's around. Yeah, but it, it's not like now where everything, anything, and everything is there's somewhere. No, like there's no YouTube yet. There's no you know, but Napster, Napster's pretty good, but. It's not deep enough for this. No, not deep enough for this. So I'm looking for lingerie. Now, you can find lingerie in two seconds on YouTube right now. 
You can find every track off Return of the One Hit Wonder. I'd never heard Return of the One Hit Wonder. It was a 1997 album I never knew existed because that was so far off my radar by the year 2000. I had no idea. So we're all year we're talking about lingerie. And my plan all along is I got to find this. I got to find this for us because what we used to do is we used to go on these road trips and we would each make you know, depending on the length of the road trip, we'd make a, a CD or a series of CDs with all sorts of little treats involved. Sound clips, funny songs, themes, you know, you try and guess the theme, you put in all sorts of stuff. So I, we did this epic trip. It wasn't an epic trip. It was just in Minneapolis. But we each did four mixed CDs. So to kind of t- tide yep. us over the whole way. So I had this big, badass, you know, collection of stuff. I found all sorts of interesting songs and did kind of themes for each one. And my plan was, I like, I got to get lingerie. I have to. And so what ended up happening, one day I'm sitting there in my apartment, and I'm sitting on the computer, and I got Napster going. And all of a sudden, I'm doing my, you know, every few days searching for lingerie. lingerie. And there it is. It's right there staring at me. Now, you know Napster back in the day. It's a fucking crapshoot. Who knows if you're going to get that song? So you get, you know, you, you get to clicking real fast. And I got it. And then the part that was hard was... Well, now I got to keep it a secret because I think it was a what January two thousand and one, <laughs> yeah, maybe. Something so like that, a few yeah. months, maybe I kept the secret for a couple months, just waiting. And then we're on our way, we're driving, we're we're probably around St. Cloud, and then I'm just waiting. You know, I'm sitting there smiling. We're listening to the music, and I got it kind of buried in the middle of the album, just kind of out of nowhere. And to me, it was my favorite moment because you got so fucking pumped. Well, it, like, it start the song starts with nothing. It's just this this beat. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, what is this? And then he says, I love the ladies in the lingerie. Yeah. And as soon as he said like, that, oh! it, was like mark, it was like the biggest markout moment ever yeah. for, for a song. It was fantastic. I was so proud of, of just finding a song on Napster. Um, my favorite thing about this song is that um, uh, he has that one line. The best line, I believe, in a, in a, in a novelty rap song or a pop rap song of all time. Where he says, he, he cuts after the chorus into the third verse. And it's kind of like, it's like, you know, check yourself before you wreck yourself. Just hit the drugstore and protect yourself. Because Young MC always has to be about safe, safe sex. Safe sex. See, I always practice safe sex. So I use latex. And then the fucking guy goes, unless the girlie's on the playtex. <laughs> <laughs> fucking worst line ever. That's fucking terrible. So bad. But lingerie, uh, if you haven't heard it, go listen to it more. It's worth it. That one line alone. That is my greatest find. This was what kind of I was like, let's do this list because I'm going to put lingerie on it. I own uh, I own Return of the One Hit Wonder because I found it at Dollarama, nice in Winnipeg. Oh yeah, it just like yeah, it was like this. Was it one dollar or was it two? At the time, it was a dollar. Nice. It was not worth it, but I got it anyway. Not worth it, but you got lingerie committed to plastic. So good stuff. Unless the girl is on the plane, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that 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 was a long clip. That was a seven minutes. So if you stuck around, I you know maybe you didn't hear it. That was uh, that was um, I, I think one of the uh, classic segments where we where a lot of things got explained. And I think you may have said it at some point in there, but uh, this is two thousand, right? So so much yeah. digging. Yeah. Just go to YouTube now and put in Young MC lingerie. It's there, like it's, immediately. Yep. It doesn't take any time anymore. That was that was a labor of love. And the proud part of it was just I waited it out. And like I said in there with Napster, it's like you could get you could get a song and it wouldn't be the song, it'd be something else. Um yeah, that was that was a fun one and uh 
just a good memory of of the show and of you know uh, my favorite part though was how we were I'm talking and I'm making all these references to lingerie and it all sounds like I'm just talking about bras and panties. Not <laughs> well, a song. you are usually you are. I'm all oh, oh, panties, love panties. <laughs> I think we um, had a few gotch references. I was listening to one of our shows where we I talked about going to the flea market. Yep, and they're selling so much gitch. Yes, <laughs> the flea market too. Oh yeah. Uh-huh. Well, um, the other thing in here is we talk about brainstorm. Oh, Which yes. Which gives us a hashtag marketing opportunity to join us on the next episode of The Sleepover, where we will be talking about the Young MC album, Brainstorm. Which I know you're all just dying to hear about. Oh, man. It's going to be good. Um, so the last time that we actually recorded in person. Yes. Uh, we did a TV taping at my mom's place. We did. And uh, we She wasn't did... there. No. Your so... mom wasn't home. No, she went so we out. we did a podcast. So we reviewed uh, SummerSlam 99. No, we reviewed Stone Age. Oh, yes, that's right. We did Stone Age. And then we re- reviewed, uh, we did our top, we did 30 songs, 31 songs, right? We did 1990. 26 years. 26, 26, oh, 26, 26 years. 26 songs. So anyways. 25 years, 26 songs or whatever it was. I was actually thinking, this is my next clip. It sprung to mind immediately when we started this show because we had a couple of audio problems. <laughs> Let's just say that the, we had some issues with the Wi-Fi during this show. What do you? What am I talking about? Let's just think about it. And of course, the internet's spotty here. Let's see what we get. Come on. Well, all the cool kids are listening to Nirvana. Come on. An ad? Oh, come on. I know. I, I'm sorry. Fucking YouTube giving us free content. I know. And they have to play an ad at the start. I might have this actually on the. Are you gonna? Are you gonna? You could preamble it and tell us what it is. No, 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 no. I got to uh, do that. I'll. You know, uh, this fucking Apple Music shit. By the way, it's I didn't just, sign up. It's so. <sighs> iTunes Match is spotty enough. I don't want to do it. It's not even that. Else. Like, like it's like take iTunes and ruin it. Like this fucking music app. Yeah. It's like I just want to find artists on here. And, like, I'm not stupid. I know how to use, like, just, technology. Why don't you just open iTunes Music Store and play the samples? And it's just, like, they don't want to get like the clips. You know, they can still get the music. Hold on here. God That's what you it. need to do. Fuck YouTube. I'm all an old man. I know. What do we do here? What do we do? This iPad. Not the pen. That's not it. Terrible. That's not it either. Terrible. so beautiful and Oh, God. Well, anyways, it's a good song. So, anyways, it was Joyride from fucking Joyride. It was Roxette. Oh, wow. I like Roxette. But it was Joyride that I wanted I like to fucking Roxette. play. Uh, I can't goddamn get it on a stupid iPad. It. Shit. What the fuck? <laughs> Such like, trouble. Oh, it's like there's, it says there are 16 songs, and now it's just like, oh, but it won't play. I'm telling you, I'm, I'm fucking uh, furious with this thing. I love this song. It's only 47 seconds long. Oh shit! God damn it! <laughs> Jesus I love, Christ! I love being old man for this oh, fucking podcast. Oh dear, I can't get this. What's going on with the technology? You know what? Though, as you get along, it's going to be easier, right? I know it's going to get easier. Yeah, it will. It would definitely. Minimum wage. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> love that. And then it's just this music for the next 30 seconds. That was my favorite clip we played. That was amazing. I forgot about that. I had no idea. I didn't even look at that podcast because I was like, I don't know what I have to find in here. I uh, went to uh, Buffalo for Black Friday. 
And my soundtrack for the drive there and back was Old Mezzanine Sleepovers. Nice. So this is just one I listened to. And, and right away I was like, I just got to I gotta put that in the that, in the in the vault. And that was a gem. Capture that sometime. That's like a blooper. That was great. My favorite um, part of that is the end when you are um, – I think it's amazing that like a, your favorite song of a year was like that song. Like that's a deep track. Minimum Wage? Yeah. By the, that's, a, be that's giants? a deep cut. Yeah, <laughs> it's a great one. So good. Um, well done. Now you're going to do a couple of intros? I'm going to do a couple of intros. A couple of my favorite intros. We're rolling along. I got four of them. This is one of my second ones. All right. And, uh, you know, let's, uh, let's just play it right now. What are you trying to do back there? You almost blew it for me. I could have killed you. Don't you ever do anything like that again. When are you going to learn to lighten up and take a joke? It's not a joke to me, Joey. You're just so full of yourself. Joey Jeremiah, what a stunly guy. Let's recap the Jeremiah summer, shall we? See what a swell and decent human being you've been. I have to listen to this. No, you're going to listen to me. Joey Jeremiah spends his summer dating Caitlin. And fucking Tessa. Oh, why an ethics? Why a hero? Let's have a great big hand, shall we? Big round of applause, hey? Yes, all right. <laughs> Snake's got a really weird sense of humor. Tessa Campanelli? You were fucking Tessa Campanelli? Yep. Classic. Um, I there there was that was my favorite um podcast to do. Well, you, uh, you <laughs> I was psyched so, about that one. So favorite that you actually changed your Twitter ID. Well, yeah. Well, I changed. Yeah, I changed it to Team not, Tessa. Not MeganMix.com, but just the name associated yeah, with Tessa. it. Team Tessa, absolutely, one hundred percent. It was something that we said during the podcast that I said, and I stick by it to this day. I, my mom asked me today. She's like, "Why do you change the name to Team Tessa?" Oh, well, I said, "Well, there is a there is a love triangle. Yes, and there's Caitlin and Tessa and Joey." And Jamie was on Team Tessa. I was actually on both Team Tessa and Team Caitlin. Not Team Joey. Not Team Joey at all. And I, yeah. And definitely not on Team Snake because we talked so much about how the guy just like was so like really it was just blue balls, right? The whole episode. Oh god! I think at one point I talked about how there was jizz coming out of his ears, <laughs> like he was so pent up and hard up, like he had you know. They were like, up. now look, Shane, what we're gonna need you to do in preparation for this role. Is that you can't have any sort of release for two months. Yeah, well, exactly. And then they shoot, and then he can just be all angry and, and worked up. Exactly. Poor guy. That was well, that was my one, that was my favorite one to do. I prepared extensively. We had lots of good notes, lots of good uh, – there was lots of good storylines and um, some really frustrating things about the way they wrote certain characters. It was great. I would recommend anybody to listen to the Team Tessa episode. It was episode 14. By the way, go back to – go to uh, Mixcloud.com. Yes. And search for Mezzanine Sleepover. Yep. We, uh, because we don't really have listenership. Yes. And because we're cheap and we're not mm-hmm. going to pay for space, we can only have about, what, six or seven episodes up at any given time On over, at, over at Podomatic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So all the new episodes will come to you, but our back catalog, uh, you go to Mixcloud and it's all right yeah. there. And you can go to mezzanineSleepover.wordpress.com and they're all there, LinkedIn. They all the, all the shows are linked in directly to the Mixcloud, uh, versions. So, yeah, take a listen. That was your intro. You yes, did a, yes. you took a, a clip right from the actual thing we were talking about, and it was a smart choice because 
it totally encapsulates. I kind of spoiled it though. There was a big spoiler, but who uh, who has who who knows about schools out doesn't know that clip. So, exactly. You know, it was it was it was a spoiler, but not really. Um, I'm gonna play another one, and we can talk about it. Uh, this is from episode 16. Oh, nice. Hello, everyone, and welcome to WrestleMania 4. I'm Gorilla Monsoon, along with Jesse the Body Ventura. This is going to be undoubtedly the greatest wrestling extravaganza of all time. Titles on the line, Jess. Titles are on the line. The tournament's here. We're going to find out the undisputed World Wrestling Federation champion. Brutus the Barber Beefcake, golden opportunity to take the Intercontinental title from the Honky Tonk Man, of course. Demolition, number one challengers against Strike Force. That's going to be a happening, Jess. That's right. The tag titles are on the line. But to me, it all boils down. I'll say it again. The tournament. The first ever in World Wrestling Federation history. Single elimination tournament to decide the undisputed World Wrestling Federation champion. Once and for all, we'll find out the title vacant, Jess. The title's vacant. It's never happened in history, but we'll settle all that right now. That was the uh, when we planned to do the tournament. Um, the the main, the, and of course, we'll talk about that in a second. But I was like, I got. Please let me do the intro. And I knew what you're going to put in because we, whenever there's like, whenever we, not every time, but when some one of us is talking about a tournament of some kind, it's always like the tournament gorilla. <laughs> <laughs> WrestleMania four. Yep. The the right out of the gate, out of the show. It's and, and you know. There isn't a better commentator in the history of wrestling, I believe, than Jesse the Body. The best. Like from about what, eighty three to ninety? Yep. WCW Jesse was bad. He yep. didn't give a shit. And like when he came back and did the one commentary with Vince yeah, in bad. promotion of SummerSlam ninety nine was yep. embarrassing. It was bad. But he was but in the eighties, he was the best one. Yeah. He was the best heel announcer ever. Yeah. I mean, some people like Bobby the Brain. It's not even close. No. Jesse it's the not. Body is so was so good. Because he was, you know, he was he was for the heels, and he but but he justified so much of it. It was so good. But anyway, yeah. So when we did that, it was we were introducing the tournament. And speaking of the tournament and what the tournament was, segue. We had thirty-two songs in total. Yes. Each of us brought a bunch to the table. Sixteen each. We lined them up against yeah. each other. We matched them up live on the air on the well, show on the podcast. You'd, you'd choose a song, and then I'd be like, "Oh, that's your song. Okay, I'm going to choose this song for my list to go up against yours." Yes. We had sixteen brackets to start off with, mm-hmm. and we went to Twitter. Pulse. And we took a vote, and mm. uh, in the beginning, I didn't do so well. I Whoa. was, uh, you went eleven wins, I went four, and we had one. Uh, we had we one had draw. A tie. Yeah. We had a tie, uh, but it was a beating. But yes. uh, over the course of the tournament, something very special happened. Yes. And let's. Uh, what would it be? Hmm. <laughs> um. Yeah, I guess we'll see. I'm going to throw this out there. Let's play number five. Oh, 
Oh, this is the Clash, obviously. Mm-hmm. Rock the Casbah. I'm like a, I'm like a mark for like this song. Okay. You know, the one people don't like as much as other Clash songs, but I'm like that kind of guy. It's like, I love Rock the Casbah. It's my favorite song. It's a good song. I love this song. It's got everything that I like. People don't like it. It's like, ooh, it's, it's too poppy. It's uh, too yeah, accessible. Yeah, well, that's the thing. It's fucking sexily poppy. You know what? I don't give a fuck. It's got a whole bunch of different mm. shit going on in it. And it's fucking great. So. Sell, sell out. Make good music. I, you know, once upon a time, I'd bitch about that. Now it's now yeah. even even like with, with people's tastes in music, it's like, listen to what you like and make what people like. I don't give a fuck. Oh, yeah, yeah. I do not care. Especially because there's I, nothing, yeah. you know, there's plenty of stuff that I like that I can just get. Yep. So, you know, if I don't like it, I won't listen to it. But if it makes people happy, fuck it. Yes, indeed. Look and at I me selling your song. Me. You know what? What I meant to say is fuck this song. Fuck this song. <laughs> don't vote fuck for it. this piece of shit. Shout out to uh, their their instrumental version of this, the Mustafa dance, is amazing <laughs> as well. <laughs> Take a listen. Now it's over to you, Mr. Sleep. Uh, this isn't uh, a direct counter on this one, okay. but it's the best one that I have. Okay. Nice. Ooh, this matchup. <laughs> this is gonna be fucking great. <laughs> you did good. Eyes. <laughs> and here he comes, CM Punk. This is maybe the best uh, wrestling theme music ever, too. Oh, I, uh, yeah, it, it's right up there. It's a great song, but uh, it's a great theme music so it's uh has anybody jumped so fucking far from a shit entrance team to a really good one? <laughs> oh yeah i know right guy my god uh so this is cult of personality by living color yep i've seen them live uh when they played living color for cm punk at wrestlemania 29 yep <laughs> but technically i guess i saw them so good for them um uh, but uh you know it's about you know, they, they drop Mussolini's name in there. Mussolini yeah, and... Of, some more political jo- songs. Joseph Stalin. Yeah. Kennedy. Yeah. We got another another political matchup. Yeah. In terms of a one-round victory for numerous reasons. Let's let's go for it, because you you owned the tournament. <laughs> the... You really did. I had the I had the victories, but you had the moment. So here's what happened. This is like your WrestleMania moment. Hold on here. Where's the where's the damn song? So, yes, I have a lot of kind of Twitter moments. Yep. But none of them are memorable. I have I might have like 5. Well, you got the Andrew Lad. I have the Andrew Lad one. There's probably some other things that I've tweeted where I've got like buzz around it. Well, and you've had some. You've had a, well, at least one of your tweets appear on CBC's website. Yes, yes. <laughs> but uh, this was. <laughs> so here's what happened. This is uh, Living Colors Cult of Personality. This was fucking hilarious and awesome. It was matched up against the Clash's Rock the Casbah, and we were talking about how this was the most intriguing matchup of them all. We were very excited to put this matchup up on the board. Yeah, so, and I, you matched me on this one. I think. Uh, I did. I did. Yeah. So uh, we posted the song, or we posted the the vote, and and things are going along over the course of the day. I don't even know where it was at the end of the day, but anyways, I go to sleep, you go to sleep. Yep. We wake up the next morning. Yep. 
There are... Well, hang on. Before I went to sleep, it was it was there were seventy votes. Seventy. What the fuck is going on? Okay. And I texted you, but you were obviously asleep. It was late. I was up late that night. So the next day we get up, and we're well over three hundred votes. I know. And if you remember, everything else is like 23, 13, 18. Yep. So all yep. of a sudden, we're like in the 300s on this one. And people yep. are going to town. And Cult of Personalities got a nice lead. Yep. So we're like, what the fuck? Actually, I didn't even notice it until you you tell me what you noticed. Well, I looked, and Living Color, the band, had retweeted the fucking poll. <laughs> I was like, what? what? <laughs> it was amazing and awesome. So we didn't, we didn't, because uh, we didn't put their handle in. It's no. Not, it's not like we reached out to the band. By the way, you did put the handle in for Peter Gabriel and Radiohead. Like, it, that did no good for us at all. No, I stopped because I was like, nah, fuck it. But, uh, but for Living Color, somehow, uh, whoever does their Twitter account found the poll. Yep. And retweeted to their multiple tens of thousands 29, of followers. 29,000 plus. And all of a sudden, this and- thing took off. People were like, were like voting, and then they were like, "Well, Rock the Casbah is a great song, but I gotta go with Cult. <laughs> I gotta show their support." I loved how people came out and supported their favorite band in a fucking mezzanine sleepover poll. Well, yeah, they're like, "We can't have this. We, we can't, can't have Flash beating beating Living Color." Yeah. So awesome. <laughs> so Living Color wins uh, two hundred and seventy votes to one twenty-two. Yes. Out of the three hundred and ninety-two votes cast. Yes, yes, yes. Magical. That was a magical moment. Probably my favorite thing that happened on the show so far. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. Just encapsulating everything. That was that was a, a great moment, and I did like how when we were doing the results that you let the song play throughout, so it gave it that little extra bit of uh, pizzazz to it. So to win the tournament, you would have to win five rounds. Yep. So Cult of Personality wins the first round, as we've said. Yep. And then because we had a tie in another matchup, we gave Cult of Personality a bye to yes. the quarters. Mm-hmm. It won the quarter without any help. It didn't get retweeted when no. it was in the quarters. won it on its own. But at that point in time, we the Mezzanine Sleepover actually gained, like, probably, you know, six or seven followers, probably from that Living Color retweet. Oh, yeah. So there's probably some of those. Yeah, probably some <clears> of those. That boosted their song. And then when it got to the finals, and it was in the finals against Want to Be Starting Something by Michael Jackson, yes. which was the very first song played in the tournament. Oh, yes. And uh, and, and it rolled through. Yeah. And then Living Color retweeted it again. And a second time <laughs> and just and, and blew it up. And I remember doing a plea to yes. Michael Jackson fans because I thought if there's one fan base that will come out and, 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 and try and do something about this, it'd be them. And it just didn't work. Mm-hmm. I guess our pull is can only go so far. So, so living color. Congratulations, guys! Well when, done. When you fellas. wrote the song, little did you know. Yes. That twenty six years later, mm-hmm. you would achieve the biggest musical accomplishment of your life: winning the tournament, the first ever tournament against such like competition. We had Michael Jackson. Yep. John Lennon. Yep. Stevie Wonder. Stevie Wonder. God, what else do we have? White Stripes. Bare Naked Ladies. <laughs> Our Lady Peace. <laughs> Dr. Feelgood. <laughs> well, Motley Crue. Anyway. So, uh, so anyways, we're, we're definitely some sort of tournament will happen sometime in the next year. We'll, yep. s- we'll see what happens. Still want listener participation. And at, at, we also talked about Cult of Personality as a wrestling theme. Hashtag marketing. Yes. In two weeks. Yep. 
we will be talking about some of our favorite wrestling themes. Yes, so all those wrestling fans out there, this is going to be a podcast for you. It's all about wrestling themes. So it'll be good. All right. Um, Yeah, so I'm going to... um, I'm going to go back because we were talking that we did the intro that you did uh-huh. for, um, for for the Team Tessa episode where we reviewed Schools Out. And here is, um, there was uh, many, many moments uh, on that show that I liked. But uh, let me think of one that I like, you know, hmm. very particular, one I like the most. All right. Hmm. Come on. Where is it? What the? Oh, I'm going to back it up. Oh, God damn it. God damn it. Did you? Nope. Do, do, okay, here we no, go. We're ready. It's you, man. Turn oh, up your oh, volume. Oh, wait. Hang on. The volume's turn down. Turn up your volume. Because I tried to adjust the volume myself like an arsehole. All right. Here we go. Hmm. Yeah. And so uh, the next day he's talking to Wheels about it and he's like, third base. Yeah. <laughs> I got to third base, which, I, you know, uh, I guess she blew him in the car because. <laughs> that's uh, that's all I, I didn't understand. <laughs> Because, you know, the, the scale changes region to region, uh-huh. age group to age group. Third base for, for some people is di- way different than third base for others. But, but I, think I, it, I will concur with you. But I think at 19 years old. Third base would be, yeah. 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 And, Full, uh, you know, hardcore. And, and then, but, but he says to Wheels, because he's a good guy, he's like, I thought I was going to go all the way, but you know, Caitlin's my chick. Yeah. Joey's such a fucking asshole. He is. He really is. And you know, they call him Wheels, but that dude's nickname should be Jeans or <laughs> Denim. <laughs> it really should serious. be. That guy, every scene, jean jacket, jeans. He loves his jeans. Fucking <laughs> Wheels. Just, uh, just needs a different nickname. Good old Jeans. I think that might be my finest joke that I ever did on the on the mezzanine sleepover. <laughs> that should be my new Twitter handle, Jeans. Jeans. Just just with the big ass, oh, the, that denim ass. <laughs> That's my picture. Jeans. You know, I really like sweatpants, but talking about jeans is great too. <laughs> There's just something about pants. I don't know what it is, but anyway, yeah, that was. I would, there were so many great moments in that podcast, but. I chose that one. Go back. I guess, you know what? If we were to vote for what favorite episode, Team Test has got to be it so far, right? I think it's probably our finest moment where we probably had the most to say. <laughs> now, we do a lot of music. And uh, so what happens is you tend to get things where we talk about a lot of the same bands. What? <laughs> like uh, Genesis, Matthew, <laughs> Matthew Good. Good. Radiohead's been on yeah, a lot of times. Yeah, a few times. times. Peter Gabriel. Pearl Jam. Pearl Jam, yep. So, you know, there's been a lot of that. I'm on the earth a few times, by yeah, the way. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> God, there's been a few where a few head scratchers. Um, but I, I, Team Tess is my favorite episode to do and to listen to. So it was good. And I think we were, we were, we were, we were on. We were just lay, laying the cut, just going. Oh, yeah. It was good. Um, I'm going to play another intro if you let oh, me hear. Okay. But this one is yours. It's from episode 19. It's a beauty. And uh, let's just play it uh, right now. We outplayed them in the third period. We just, they talk about we're not a skating team. We can't move the puck. We have no finesse. That's crazy. Um, we outskated them in the ground in the third period. Question. And, uh, oh. There should have been four or five penalties, blatant penalties, and should have been two or three suspensions. <laughs> um, am I hot? Yeah, I'm hot. Because I'm tired, tired of people taking shots at Canadian hockey. And, uh, when we do it, we're hooligans. And when Europeans do it, it's okay because 
they're not tough or they're not dirty. That's a crock of crap. Hey, if you want to talk about hockey, you're going to talk about the Canadians. We're the biggest story downer in hockey. And uh, they're loving us uh, uh, not doing well. They loved us the start we had. It's a big story for them. You know, it's such a crock of bull. That's a crock of crap. 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 Crock of bull. Oh man, yeah, so classic. You, so you played that because the audio slave, right? Like that. Oh, absolutely. Like, we wanted to hear that clip. That clip. What is that? Show me how to live. Yeah, yeah. I, what, what's those, the other one? Those audio slave songs just bleed together. Oh, and that's a Soundgarden reference. Wow. Hey. Wow. Look at me. Yeah. No, that I love the Gretz. I love Gretzstone and that ridiculous rant and. We've talked about how well he did it, you know, take the heat off the players, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, what an apt thing to play tonight uh, after well, Canada loses in the World Juniors and people lose their shit. Well, those teenagers that obviously don't care about the country. Obviously not. Talking about, you know, how everybody wants to see Canada lose. My favorite thing about the World Juniors, I must say, is when, like yesterday, when, when the media and fans were, like, trying to portray the team as underdogs. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> Canada. Canada, the underdog. The underdog. Such bullshit. Anyway. Yeah, so that was uh, that was that was my favorite uh, one of my favorite one of my four favorite intros of the year. You know, one of the episodes we could do coming up. Mm. I love talking about hypothetical episodes. Yes, one that we should do is about about audio clips or quotes. Yes, that we used to love to say, except that we said them incorrectly. Ooh, then that would be good. Because be the Gretzky segment. one, we knew what he said, but with the Crock of Bull one, yeah, we, we used to change it to it's a Crock of Bull right there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Which Gretzky never said. I, and we won't do any more because I don't want to reveal any yeah. classics. But there's a big one that is the first oh, one that yeah. comes to mind. And watch for that. I'd also like to do in a future episode, hopefully in the next 25, uh-huh. before we get to our 50th anniversary, a one where the listeners of our show can ask us questions and we will answer them. I think that'd be a good one. Uh, so many questions. It'll be like, uh, we have two questions. <laughs> this one's from Megamix.com. <laughs> and now Slip asks. Yeah, exactly. All right. Awesome. Um, we, we're almost at the end here. Uh, this is my last clip. Okay. I mean, my now last memory. Oh, your last memory. Yeah. It's not too, from too far back. Okay. Episode 21. I talked about some of my favorite bands. One of my top bands that I enjoyed, who has uh, disappointed me as of late. Hmm. At one point in time, this band would have been higher than number five. They'll never drop off the list, but shit okay. happens. When I counted up my demons Saw there was one for every day So, Coldplay. Yep. And, uh... What a, what a great band for a while. Just, like, really good band for a while. It's fucking tragic. It is tragic. They're like, it's like a joke now. You're like, I like Coldplay. I'm like, what? Why? Like, I, I, I can't stand their fucking music now. Can I, can I tell you what I saw last night? Yeah. And now, uh, well, sorry, the time of recording, what I saw last night. Two weeks ago, I watched the American Music Awards just for a bit. We turned it on. Yeah. And there's Coldplay doing their new song. It was embarrassing. The song had kind of a saucy little guitar riff, but... They're there, and they're they have got these dudes in gorilla suits fucking rap dancing with them. <laughs> I was like, "What the fuck is this?" Like, I have no idea what it is. This is clearly a case 
where they got to a certain point and then whatever label they're with, Capitol Records or whatever, right? Got yeah. some fucking expert to sit down with them. And yeah, be like, they got well, like a producer yeah. and then got people to help them write music. And they're like, okay, now you play in arenas. So no more piano. And we need as big a sound as possible. Uh, like synth and whatever. And it yeah. has to be poppy. Yep. And it can't be smart. And the song's like, oh, it's fucking terrible. It's so fucking terrible. Anyways. Yep. I, I agree. Me, it upsets what a, me. What a peak, though. Now, that being said, Parachutes is, like, amazing. Probably one yep. of the best debut albums ever. That's yep. Parachutes and, uh, and a, to a slightly lesser extent, Russia Blood to the Head are still enough to put them in number five on my list, despite what happened. Oh yeah, I they're, almost, they're, they're, they're next five for me, after I, 25. I almost like to think that they just disappeared. Like, they made those two albums, and I love Speed of Sound as well. Yep. The rest of X and Y is fine. Um, yep. And then after that, it was just like, oh, that's it, There's uh, they I stopped. didn't mind Viva La Vida. I didn't mind it, it had three or four good songs. Yeah. After that, I was done. You know, in a year of tragedies, <laughs> that, that, that fucking tragedy was was uh well highlighted by you it's right up there i would say so yeah uh great clip cold play what more can be said wow we said it all you were a big cold play mark chris martin when he's listening when he listens to this yes they weren't even good enough to go in the tournament no (laughs) so you didn't even put them in the tournament i know you didn't have the faith i love the grill (laughs) I wish I could. I just imagine gorillas doing rap dancing. Oh, it's got to be online somewhere. It was terrible. It was. It was the the worst. The second worst thing I've ever seen with gorillas dancing. Then when I saw an episode of Dancing with the Stars with Bristol Palin dancing in a gorilla suit. Oh, wow. and it was fucking terrible too. This was this was right up there. That's that's the bar that they've that they've lowered themselves to limboing under. All right. Um, I have one last one. One last memory. One last memory that I can dredge up to date. And uh, we're going. Uh, we're going to take a couple steps backwards to episode nineteen, where we were talking about uh, when we attended in your house four. Oh yes. And uh, here we go. Let's think about mm. it. Mm. Oh mm. fuck me! Hang on. Mm. There we go. <laughs> I remember the lead up was 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 also exciting because um, well we were we were at the time quite quite big Shawn Michaels fans. We were. It was it was sickening actually. Uh, yeah. And, um, Shawn Michaels was the intercontinental champion. And so in the lead up, it was Shawn Michaels was going to be defending the title in Winnipeg on pay-per-view against, uh, uh, Dean Douglas. And now, you know, I was very excited to see Shane Douglas against Shawn Michaels. And, uh, I remember, you know, you'd get, you'd see the advertising and get the, in the paper, they'd have like the card and it'd be, you know, here's, here's who's facing who. And, uh, you know, that that was uh, that was what it led up. Now, there's a lot of things that changed. Do you remember that Shawn Michaels did an interview on CKND? No, you were with me. Shawn Michaels did an interview on CKND, and you and me, like idiots, went down to the fucking oh, that's right. Went down yes. to the fucking studio at like 10:30 at night. The studio at Fermor and Saint Anne's at the time, or not Fermor at uh, Saint Mary's and Saint Anne's yep. at the time, not thinking that they would have just recorded it earlier in the day. <laughs> We thought Shawn Michaels was there. He's, we thought Shawn Michaels was going to do a live interview during the news. Yeah. <laughs> so we so, so we went to CKND to find him. 
Oh, yes. We sure did. HBK. We went to see Candy. What idiots. So dumb. Really? There was other stuff we talked about, Shawn Michaels and, and, our, and our love and our terrible choice in, in apparel. And Go back and listen to it. In Your House 4 was a really, really bad event, and uh, we discussed it in depth. We showed it. Yes, we showed it. We really Who showed Bouse? it. Who was Who was We took the claws out for that one. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Let me tell you. So, you know, there's 25 um, episodes. If if that hasn't whet your appetite <laughs> for for more mezzanine sleepover, I mean, we've got 25 episodes now for you to listen to. Yes. And more coming for free. It's always for free. Always for free. We don't make you pay shit. We yep. gave we gave away a fucking t-shirt. Well, we well, will. Well, we will. It's coming. It's You know, at some point a t-shirt will be given away. Well, it's We're... a sad sack, so I'm not like rushing. You know? Well, <laughs> it's true, you know? He's 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 gonna be okay. He's He'll got get all these, at some he's point. got all those beer snake shirts. I gotta do an order, so I'm just waiting. It it doesn't it doesn't work to do an order for one. I gotta do it in a package. I'm waiting to get a deal because I, I can't do it without Hashtag frugal. Yeah, I'm very yeah, very frugal. So yeah, that's uh we got hopefully we'll get twenty more out of this, twenty five more out of this and get to Ooh. get to our fiftieth anniversary and oh, really party. Oh boy. And um, yeah, we got a few more show. We got a few more shows cooking tonight. Oh yeah, so let's. Uh, yeah, let's we're, we're gonna have to. We're gonna up. have to get our uh, get our asses out of here. Ooh. With some James Brown. Ow! Some mother popcorn. Well, uh, go to mixcloud.com to hear the old stuff. Yes. Subscribe on iTunes to Mezzanine Sleepover, and you'll find us there. Go to uh, Twitter. Yes. At Meza Nine Sleepover. That's a great fucking handle. I gotta say. I'm the most hated Jets fan. Yes, and I'm a, a troll. And uh, hey, listen. Um, oh God, I even forgot what I was going to say. For God's sake! So let's just end it the usual way, which is. Uh, Time.